All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Tavia Remchuk. Your one-stop shop for all things Oilers. Connor McDavid says it's death by a thousand cuts. They're throwing it back. They're playing all the hits. Let's get into it with the lead. Ah, it's the what? November 6, 2023? Feels like November 6, 2013. The Oilers are dog shit. It's November. They're 12 points back at the Canucks. We're mathematically eliminated. Yeah, yeah. We're already focusing on the draft lottery. It's no fun. But what is fun is the fact that we're live at Greta in Vancouver. Hello. We're going to the game tonight. Oh, that's no, that's not exciting. The only exciting part is that we're here at Greta right now doing the show live, taking the sports closet studio on the road for a special edition of Oilers Nation every day where Michael Kerber is in over on the YouTube chat with the first comment. Copper bust? That's mean. That's you know, mean. We still need to believe. Yeah. We still need to believe. I know this is a giant tire fire mm-hmm. and it doesn't look like there's any signs of improvement coming down the like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. But we still need to believe. We still need to believe. This is like just a character building moment on a crazy run. I'm gonna say that until we're mathematically eliminated by American Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's a short for giant game day edition of the show. Edmonton looking to right the ship. One man who's never stopped believing in this team is Liam Horobin, who joins us from a wall of jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, eh? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm definitely the uh, the optimistic one on this show. No doubt about that. Well, When's Adam Ernie coming back? Yeah, oh. this is who the Oilers need all these guys in the lineup tonight, and they might be able to score a goal in the third period. Have they gotten one yet? Oh, yeah, they got two against Dallas. So we're good. Mm. So that narrative's dead. Um, there's a bunch of stuff for us to dig into today on the show. Before we even get into the matchup against the Vancouver Canucks tonight, we need to uh, need to talk about whatever the hell we watched on Saturday. A nice, clean ass whooping at the hands of the Nashville Predators. It was not a lot of fun. It was not a game where you walked away from it like the one after Dallas going, hey, that's a loss. That feels like a win. This Oilers team's in a good spot. No. They straight up did not show up against the Nashville Predators on Saturday. Like, not even close. And there's a bunch of reasons why. I'd be curious to know maybe what's number one on everyone's list. I'm going to stand by that momentum was lost when Jack Campbell couldn't make a save. Well, it doesn't hurt. Like, they were buzzing around there uh, for, for spurts in the second and third. And you're like, okay, hey, no, they're coming back. They made it 3-2. You saw the energy. I'm like, okay, no, this is just a matter of time. It's happening. And then fizzled out or Jack let in another weak goal and just totally deflated the balloon that they were trying to build up here. Liam, what's number one on your list? Why'd they lose to Nashville? Um, Well, it's pretty much the same reasons they've lost to every other team this season, is it not? <laughs> like... Poor defense, can't score goals when they need to, and they don't get a stop when they need to. It's the same narrative almost every single night. I feel like we've done this yeah. show now seven times over, Tyler. Like, it's getting kind of crazy at this point that the Oilers haven't been able to figure out the, what's broken. And, you know, there's like, you can do all you want in the post game and all this stuff, and we can fire Woodcroft, we can fire everybody. But at the end of the day, at some point, the players on the ice actually have to put together a 60-minute performance and not just show up for the first 20 minutes of a game and hope that the next 40 minutes won't be that difficult. You mentioned Woodcroft and all of that, and I think that is kind of the topic du jour here. I know we'll talk about Jack Campbell as the show goes on. We'll talk about the blue line. We'll get to the line combos and all of that kind of stuff, but Frank Cervalli today on Daily Faceoff Live says Jay Woodcroft's leash as Edmonton Oilers head coach is getting shorter by the day. Ryan Rashog says his job is in jeopardy and said if it was a scale of 1 to 10, it's probably at a 7 7.5 or an 8 is what Rashog said. Um, I don't like this at all. I'll, I'll give my opinion on it first. I think you're looking at a core group of players who has gotten Todd McClellan. They've gotten Ken Hitchcock, Dave Tippett. Go down the line. They've gotten their head coaches. I think we could all agree that Jay Woodcroft is the one that is the most loved. I don't think this is this is on Jay Woodcroft. I don't think his changes to the defensive structure are the reason why they're losing hockey games. I don't think his lack of an ability to motivate players is a reason why. They won three playoff series in the last two years. Jay Woodcroft is a damn good coach. Firing him right now is a damn big mistake. <laughs> But this is a league where it's it's results based. So what have you done for me lately? And that's and that's like everything you just said about Jay Woodcroft. Hear it. But we're stacking L's and we need W's, and the quickest move is something like that. Would it be knee jerk? Perhaps. Incredibly. Uh, does the team just need to play better? Are we better? You know, on paper, are we? A, we're a paper tiger right now. Yeah. Someone uh, commented uh, in here. I forget who it was. Oh my god! It slipped away. And it said, it, we are paper tigers. We are paper tigers. Oh my God. It was death by a thousand paper cuts. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Liam. Okay. This isn't good. Whose side are you on? Jay thinks it might be a necessary knee jerk reaction. I think it could be they quite need, possibly they, they, one of the dumbest things uh, they could do. But go ahead, Liam. 
I don't think they should fire Woodcroft, but I also don't think he's like off the hook for this either at some points, right? Like I kind of spoke, I didn't get a chance to speak about it on Friday, but on After Dark, like I wasn't happy with the accountability he holds for some players. Like some guys don't aren't playing very well and they just get to play every single shift and there's no accountability for that. Like for example, Bouchard a couple of games ago against Minnesota allowed essentially three goals against but directly from mistakes from him. Philip Broberg makes one mistake against uh, whoever they played the other day, Dallas. And he plays four minutes that night. I just don't, I don't like that kind of stuff from Woodcroft. I think he needs to, you know, it can't be double standards, right? It's got to be some consistency there, but I don't like the idea of letting go of Woodcroft. I agree with you in a sense too, Tyler, of like how many coaches is this team going to go through before they get it right? Like you have a coach in Jay Woodcroft who's taken him to the Western Conference finals and, and the record there, what was it? 76 wins and 32 losses or whatever it's been like. Jay Woodcroft isn't the issue. It's the players not playing to a standard. And if you want to fire anyone, then Ken Holland should probably go before Jay Woodcroft at the end of the day. Like Wood, uh, Holland's the one who didn't uh, didn't fill in these gaps that were clearly there over the summer and what have now bled into this season too. Like there's been numerous times where we spoke about the depth of this team isn't good enough, the goaltending isn't good enough, and it's the same issues again haunting this team. Firing Ken Holland. I mean, it's the middle of the season. What's that going to yeah. do though? Is and I've seen a ton of that online. I've seen so much. Ken Holland's got to go. You're, there's not a magical trade out there for this Edmonton Oilers team. No one's sitting yeah. there and going to throw a brand new GM just because you fired Ken Allen. No one's going to go, here's a little light vest. Here's a top four D-man for Cody CC and a pick. No one's doing that. So yeah. they're stuck. This is Ken Holland's last year's GM of the team. Without a doubt, he's retiring at the end of the season. I do not see a chance that he comes back next year, even maybe at this point, even if he wanted to. Firing him right now does nothing. No, he, made, he made a good in-season trade last year for Ekholm. I think no. you can probably trust him to do something similar this year, but you're not firing Ken Holland, and I think it's dumb to fire Jay Woodcroft. I think that's letting the players off the hook. Well, but the thing is, the players can't go anywhere, right? So we're hmm. stuck with the players we have. Roster the players construction. we have should be good enough, Jay. But they're not. It's, but they're not. There's like, we're, we're finding out right now that if 97 and 29 aren't buzzing every game, that we're actually not that good a hockey team. Like the books out, like they can, they're, they're 97 and 29 aren't playing their best right now. And the other teams are doing a good job now are, are having an easier time trying to shut them down. It goes back down to roster construction. When we were driving in from the airport uh, this morning, we we're talking about the Holland thing. I'm like, well, it's the last year's deal. You can't do it, but that might almost make it easier to let him go because it's the last year of his deal. Just, yeah, you yeah, know, and, and, and cause what we need, we need some kind of catalyst Right, like we need some kind of catalyst event. Like just sitting here and saying the player, we need the players to play better, even though the coach is delivering the same message every day. Clearly, that's not having an impact. The players themselves can't find it within themselves to play better. Something's up with ninety-seven. He is not the same. Leon obviously is very connected to the performance of ninety-seven, so it seems. So, and plus, we have terrible goal planning, which then goes back to my other point when I started this kind of rant: is the roster construction, our lack of depth, our horrific goaltending. Our issues. These were decisions RGM made. Valid. Sure. He, he decided to sign Jack Campbell and, and yeah, tie up did. five million dollars a year in cap yeah, space. He did. That when we had all other there. options that yeah, and and that's that's a big like GMs aren't always going to uh, make a W on a trade, but that is a giant L, and we are feeling the repercussions of that right now because we don't have the space. We desperately need to do something right now. We only added Connor Brown uh, this off season, and obviously he's having his struggles, so it's not having the impact 
that we thought, or when I say we, that uh, Canada's scouting team thought that they would have. So, like, if if tonight fair for we don't win, something needs to happen. I don't know what it is. It, it could be one of the. There's many options. It could be a terrible trade. It better not be a Strom for Spooner type trade because. That, or Kajula for Manning, or well, we need like, to do the reverse. The we need to do the reverse of that, which wishful thinking I know. Or it's a coach move, or it's a GM move. But something needs to happen because apparently we're very comfortable losing. I I and think one thing too. Sorry, I was just going to say on the on the Holland thing too. I do agree, Tyler, with you saying like trades aren't going to get easier if we get this new GM in town, whoever it may be. But I think at the same breath too, like maybe the new GM, whoever it could be, doesn't have the same attachment to players that Holland has. And maybe that can like freshen things up. And, you know, I don't know what the deal would even be. And it's like, oh, everyone's clamoring for a new goalie and they obviously need one, but who like who's available 10 games into the season? Like this is an issue. The Oilers are just going to have to deal with until somebody gets worse and worse and worse. Hopefully not the Oilers and a goalie becomes available yeah, we, for them. We but don't have time. The, Our traded line yeah. is like November 10th. Yeah, Brent so is in it's and like, says, interesting. Sorry, Brent no, says, I'm who kidding. is available when the Oilers sign Campbell? And I mean, Darcy Kemper signed for 250k more, and I think Huso was 250k less. Both those guys have been respectable NHL goalies for the last 14 months. Yeah, can't say that about Jack. Oh, Kemper, if you talk to anyone in Washington, Kemper sucks right now. Hey, but so, he's not Jack Campbell. I know, but like that, but maybe there's a trade, like maybe there's a trade, like, like. like Man, good teams make trades. Look at look at LA. They got rid of what was it, Peterson, Cal Peterson, or whatever yeah. the heck his name was. He was a five million dollar cap. It granted not the same amount of term, but they found a way to do it. Like just good GMs, just find a way. It's going to cost us in the future. Yeah. But do you give a shit if we win a Stanley Cup this year or next year and have another decade of darkness? I don't give a shit. Do you give a shit? Or are you giving up two first round picks and Philip Broberg to get rid of Jack Campbell and get yeah. John Gibson? But that's. <sighs> That's probably too much of an ass. You're not getting rid of Jack Campbell unless there's two first round picks going out the door. It depends where also we're taking back because maybe they have a make work project. Like if it's, I, I, it's you know what the easy solution is right now, and I see people saying Jack it. Jack Campbell play better. Well, sure, I would love to see that. I people have said it before, league. and I laughed at it last year. I laughed at it all the time last year, and I'm finally ready to take it seriously. He's got to go on waivers. He's done. No more. Go play in Bakersfield for three weeks. Write the ship. Call up card. Call up Rodrigue. Don't care. Stuart starting the next however many games for it's, you. Anyway, it's not going to hurt us. And it gives us what one point one two five of cap space. One point one or whatever it is. Yeah, that's something. I why it's not there. I, I'm, I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. Once again, like like some kind of like crazy event and doing something like that is crazy. Do we look dumb? Yes, but uh, from the outside, but it's something that we desperately need to do. And then go and do something with it and still probably make a trade on top of that. The sorry, Tyler, I think a lot of people have, I've noticed this online. Obviously it wouldn't be the five and a half million that would declare up on the Oilers, right? They could only bury so much. One mil. Yeah. One one point one, whatever it is. So you would still save a little bit of money going from him to like a Rod Rieger, a Picard, I believe that could give you enough money to maybe run a roster more often. And Listen, like last year, I was kind of like first year of the deal. You got to have patience with them. You don't want to sour any sort of a relationship early on. Now we're at the point where it's the second straight November where we're sitting here talking about Jack Campbell performances that are tanking yeah. this team's chances of winning hockey games. Feelings 
F your feelings, man. I, Go sit yeah. in Bakersfield. I, I'd like to apologize to the audience because I tried to will the Jack is back mantra. I'm sorry. We all did. But like, it, but it's because we, it's what we wanted to happen. It's what we wanted to happen. Didn't mean it was going to happen. We probably all knew in the back of our minds it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and we tried. So I want to apologize. Accountability. Uh, see? I, want, I want to go take a peek at what everyone's saying in the Finning Cat YouTube track is your opinions on this whole thing matter. Um, Dave Lund, Holtby is still a free agent. I, oh. <laughs> I just call Dude. it the card, right? Like you're not, if you wanted a free agent, you could have went and given Yarrow Halak a PTO like the Canes did. But yeah. Brent says Kemper wasn't coming here. I mean, if you pay anyone enough money, they'll come here. But I'm not even saying your point, Brent, was what other goalies were available? You could have went and got Billy Huso. I'm sure Kemper would happily leave Washington right now. Well, I just don't know if Washington would happily take Jack Campbell. No one would. I saw my boy Tyler Mulek is in here. He said, I, I see he followed up too. Why is that the ask when Eric Carlson got moved for like nothing, way more money? Um, I mean, oh, Eric Carlson wanted Norris. Eric Carlson, he's actually an impact player. Yeah, and Tyler Mulek did, did follow that up to be fair. Like the problem is you're trading a, like Connor or Vancouver, we're in Vancouver. They can't trade Connor Garland, $4.6 million winger. And I guess and I would take him on our team in a heartbeat. Would you, I, hey, if they were willing to take Jack Campbell, they could have. We'll take Connor Garland. I would do hands. Jack at like half retained. I know we don't have the space to do it, but people are jumping in. First. People are jumping in and saying you can't waive a player with a no movement clause. Jack has no movement clause. Jack Campbell is a no trade clause, according to Cap Burnley. Modified no trade player submits a 10 no trade list. Boom, Bakersfield, you go. Bye bye. I'm over him, man. I'm yeah, so yeah, over yeah. Him. And I know people are going to sit there and be like, defensive zone structure, this, that. That Philip Forsberg goal, how many wraparound goals have we seen Connor McDavid score in his career? Like two or three. How Jack Campbell bites that hard on that move is beyond me. And I know people, again, are going to sit there. Oh, Nurse lost O'Reilly in front. Jack Campbell can't catch a puck. It just hits him and sits next to the blue paint. And yeah, O'Reilly's got to get a bit of a stick on it. People were roasting me on Twitter when I said we've hit Miko levels here when he gave up. He gave up two goals in six seconds. He got beat once. It came back out of the net. They didn't see it. The play went around and he got beat again, playing like a GD road hockey goalie sliding out to the top of the crease. It's embarrassing. Now, now, Tyler, the, 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 the chat isn't wrong or the, some of the audience is not wrong. Like goaltending is one of the hooks to hang this, this shitty performance the biggest on. Hook. But our, uh, well, our defense, we're not, we're not good. We're not good defensively right now. It's it's both are great right now. Yeah. And goaltending really exposes that because we can't get like poor Philip Broberg, you know, just you know, there was such an like it was that 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 play that led to a goal, like up until he just did the soft backhand dump, like he whiffed on the backhand and and, and gave away possession, and they turned and scored. But like we've been doing that, you know, we've made those types of mistakes every game. And it's just be nice for once in a while to get one of those stopped. And the issue is they're not. So it is, you know, there's, there's, we have to, you know, the, the players in front of the goalies have to take some accountability and that play needs to improve, yeah. but we, you're right to hang it on the goalies, but you will, we have to also, you know, consider all the people accountable, but like, we're not getting any saves like you, that, that saves, he makes that save Oilers win that game. If Stuart Skinner stops the Matthew Shane breakaway, Oilers win that game. Yep. Oh God. That was short side too. short side missed the five hole. Somehow went under his uh, pad. Like, I mean, and, and listen, I don't want to give Stu a free pass here, 
but at least we can look back to last season and yeah, go, he's got a nice mustache. Well, yeah, but you look back to last season and you go, oh yeah, competent all-star goalie. Like he'll, he'll figure it out. Jack's not figuring it out. Liam, are you, are you in the same boat as me or what? Uh, yeah, I am completely off the Jack Campbell train. And like a couple of weeks ago, Tyler, when we spoke about it, I said, I think it was after the Minnesota game. I was like, I think you got to take goalies game by game, but those numbers do not speak to it. What Skinner has done this season. I don't feel like I do feel like he's been a little bit better than an 861 save percentage. There's just been moments where it's like, you should have saved this one. You should have saved this one, but he's actually been decent in most of the games he's played where Campbell, he's just like every time they come down the ice besides the Nashville game, I think, yeah, it was when they won whatever that was in Nashville and Leon Dreisaitl took over besides that game. It's been horrible every single night. I think it's just best for everyone if he's just not on this team anymore. There's obviously still a future here for him because he has three more years left on his contract. But just send him down for a couple of weeks, give Skinner the crease, maybe get some flow in his game and he can get going again there and then just put Kyle Pickett up, who I think has like a 930 save percentage in the American League this season. That's pretty good. Even American League or not, he's stopping the puck. Dave Lunn, is Tyler talking about the goal that Nurse whiffed on clearing the shot and then tip the puck under Skinner's pad. No, that would be the hints goal, which yeah, Darnell nurse needs to clear that puck, but also Stuart Skinner, let it sit right in front of him. And he led in a shot that went two miles an hour. So and you can't fault nurse either. Yeah. Like, like yeah. we yeah. can't fault either on that goal. I was in everybody. <laughs> May I uh, trade a style there for everyone to hear, which just, this can probably end the goaltending conversation. Cause I don't think you can get sure. any worse than this. In the NHL this season, the San Jose Sharks have an 873 save percentage. The Edmonton Oilers have an 867. The San Jose Sharks have allowed 20 goals in the last two games. So does that mean we're going to lose 12 to 1 to Vancouver tonight? (laughs) They might get, I don't know. It's a sure hit the over. Hit the over. There's one more thing on the goaltending front I want to talk about, and it's this the fire Dustin Schwartz thing. I think this is not as clear cut as people see it. And I don't know the guy personally. I've had maybe one interaction with him in my life. I don't have a personal reason to go to bat for Dustin Schwartz. And in a results-driven business, do I think it's probably time for the Oilers to make a change? Yeah, I think it is. I think you can look at the track record and whatever. But there's also probably a decent chicken-egg debate to be made here of... Is, are the goalies bad because Dustin Schwartz is teaching them bad technique or are the goalies bad because the goalies are just bad? Does Dustin Schwartz look like a bad coach because he keeps being given bad goalies? I'll but- tell you what they should have done. They should have backed the Brinks truck up to Sean Burke when he was available or Mitch Korn. He was available. That's what they should have done. And it's not, it's, it's not a Dustin Schwartz issue. It's just a Sean Burke is a goalie whisperer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Palmer, Carter Hart uses Dustin Schwartz in the summer. Like, again, the fact that Dustin Schwartz is actually somewhat well-respected in the community and has survived five coaching changes. He can only work with what he can work with. Exactly. And that's why I just think it's just such a cheap, it's a cheap argument, in my opinion, to sit there and just go, oh, just fire the goalie coach. Oh, just fire the goalie. It's easy. Just fire the goalie coach. You think Jack Campbell reads that wraparound better if there's someone else being like watching film with him being like, hey, Jack, He's not actually going to shoot it from the goal line, man. He's going to do a wraparound. Like, come on. I, don't, I just don't think you can pin it all 100% on Dustin Schwartz, but I agree that it's probably time to make a change just for the sake of making a change. Yes. And that's, and that's where we're at. And that's yeah. where, like, you know, unfortunately, 
coaches pay the price for that. Yeah. And this is where like Woody's and Hall. If if we don't win tonight, and trust me, when we get to our betway yeah. bets, I'm betting on the Oilers. I still believe, but if we don't, yes, I'll be slightly lighter in the wallet. But <laughs> Woody's going to be even potentially lighter. Daki, Tyler, can I find a breakdown of Schwartz and how he's changed their habits to be worse? I think that's just the tough part of this argument. Again, is like you also can't do the reverse. You can't sit there and be like, "Oh, prove to me how Skinner's gotten better because of him." Yeah. Right. So that's kind of the frustrating yeah, yeah. part. It's, like it's a blind spot. It's just, uh, I don't like having that argument very much just because I, I don't think there's, I don't think it's going to solve anything is my point in the summer. Move on from them. Sure. Don't care. In the meantime, maybe yeah, I, fire the team chef fire hunter. No, can't do that. Hey, Took my hey, daughter hey, to her hey. very first game. And that was one of the bright spots was her love for Hunter. So Hunter, I now know your value to this mm-hmm. world. Because my daughter loves you. you Fire the chef. Feed him better. Let's lighten They're the mood a little bit. Let's lighten the mood. Liam, we were having this debate at the office. I'm not sure if you were there the other day. And if there's kids watching, maybe plug their ears. If Fear you were the man under the who is Hunter the Lynx, how many dates do you go on with a female until you tell them what you actually do for a living? Or with anyone. Or with anyone. Yeah, male or female. How many dates? Or do another Lynx. Yeah, or another Lynx. How many dates do you go on with another person before you go... I have something to tell well, you. Well, we don't know what his contract is like because I think he was poached from Pittsburgh or something. Yeah, I think he was the Wilson Granton mascot. Yeah, and the bit. great mascot poaching of yeah. 2017. He was a, he was yeah, a big was offseason crazy. acquisition. One of the biggest uh, acquisitions to date. Um, man, it depends what his contract says. I would really but like love there have to be a point where you're like, I can't keep this a secret from you. I know. I'm Hunter the Lynx. I would love like for us to interview him. Me too. I, I, I would Didn't love the it. Flames guys have Harvey the Hound yes, on. Yes, he's come out. He's broken the fourth wall, I believe they yeah. call it in showbiz. And also, what's um, your what's the upper up? <laughs> I'm a consultant. Yeah, I work in game ops. I guess. I'm the uh, I'm the I'm the goal. I'm I'm the one of the video uh, review guys that you don't ever see. <laughs> Liam, how many dates? Wouldn't it just have to? Wouldn't it? be the first one i guess it would be dependent on how good the date is going if it's going bad and you know it it's like oh maybe i gotta pull this one out and see if this oh, improves anything man, you like, go around telling everyone you go on dates with that you're hunter the lynx eventually everyone the, around town's gonna know you're hunter the lynx and the it first stage it. shouldn't it be shouldn't be about what you do it should be about who you are as a person mm-hmm. now, maybe he granted, is a hunter he is mentally he goes into hunter mode so what if he goes silent on the date and just starts doing like acrobatics at the bar or the restaurant that he sees at. like a railing he can walk up and he just like gets triggered into his own he's like i gotta get up there yeah or uh um, someone's popcorn out of their hands at the movies or queen comes on yeah and he's just in the hey ah i don't know man we just need something fun to talk about hunter <laughs> dangerous way i'm not reading your comments what did it say where is it that one's just for the YouTube guy. podcast <laughs> listeners. You don't get that. Uh, you valid get question, though. Valid question. Very good. Very good question. That's actually not a question. Statement. Observation. All right. Let's continue along. It's a Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day edition of the show, brought to you by not just our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant, but Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. Jay, I know you haven't been out to Sherwood Park in a while, but next time you do, you're going to see a massive building out by Millennium Place with a sleek all black exterior. Inside there, you'll know there's a 91,000 liter test pool. If the others don't win tonight, I might drink 91,000 liters of beer. <laughs> Please drink responsibly. Yeah. 18 plus. Uh, whether you need fishing boats, pontoon boats, ATVs, side by sides, or motorcycles, you will be able to get it all 
at Sherwood Power Sports and Marine, opening February 2024. 371 Lakeland Drive, Sherwood Park. Let's dig into this matchup against the Vancouver Canucks. This is a Canucks team that's playing some damn good hockey right now. They're buzzing. This is a Canucks team that I think across the board is a paper tiger and will crash down to earth at some point. You know what, though? They got the coaching catalyst. Imagine if Rick Tockett was our coach right now. Oh, my God. We'd be looking to fire him. You don't know that. (laughs) I'm pretty confident we would be. Um, But my point is with the Canucks, like at some point, I think their play is going to fall off. You look at the numbers, they're leading the NHL in five on five shooting percentage by like a pretty significant gap. Maybe because they were coached to do so. Rick Tockett's the first coach to come into an NHL locker room and be like, hey guys, try shooting the puck in the net. At five on five. That is my point. The Canucks at some point are going to fall off. Wow. The thing with the team on a heater is that you never know when that's coming. They're going to be a very tough out tonight. This is so far from an easy game for this Oilers team. I'm very worried. I'm very worried about a matchup against the Canucks. I know. And, and going into the season, I thought they were the free spot on the bingo yep. card. We are the free spot on the bingo card right now. The fact the Oilers have lost games to... tonight. That's the thing. If you, Sometimes you can catch a team sleeping because they think you are the free spot. Liam, what do you make of this Canucks team? Uh, I think they're much better than the Oilers right now. I think that's fair to say. And I think it's quite funny to call them a paper tiger when we suck. Um, also, who's signing goal for Thatcher uh, for the Vancouver Canucks tonight? Who cares? I mean, probably Thatcher Demko because he's been <laughs> but I will, uh, I'll do you a solid, Liam, and I'll fire up daily face off in the starting goaltenders page where I'm probably going to see a nice picture of our boy Carter Hutton's face as well. Um, but I would assume it's Demko. They're back on home ice. They, they aren't playing second to back-to-backs or anything like that, right? Yeah, I just wondering because everyone seems to want to just play that back up against us right now and, and rightfully so. But tonight, if there's anything the Oilers need and they need the big players to actually score some goals here. Like, what's it been six games since Drysaddle McDavid have scored a goal and maybe Nugent Hopkins is the other guy too. Like, they need one of those guys to put the puck in the back of the net and then we can worry about the rest later. Like, the goaltending obviously has been bad, but we're not exactly scoring at the same time. And it seems like our stats are good because we have all these expected goals, but we've also just trailed in so many games that I think that's just boosted everything up. So for me tonight, the Oilers just need to be able to find some some scoring from the top guys, which is a wild thing to say about this team. Yeah, it is. Uh, Thatcher Grimko is listed as the likely starter on dailyfaceoff.com. He was the first off the ice at Canucks this morning. Nothing confirmed on the Oilers, but good after again, what are we doing here? I'm going to go with Jack. There's no way. It'd be a great bit. It'd be a good way. It'd be in a way like a resignation letter from Woody. So I kind (laughs) of respect it. Yeah, there's no shot. Uh, Let's get into our expected lineups tonight. What are we going to start with? AB, you want to go Canucks first? Flash them up. Let's talk about how the Vancouver are going to look in this hockey game here. Elias Pedersen will center the top line with Andre Kuzmenko and Ilya McKay have a very interesting trio that head coach Rick Tockett has kind of found a lot of chemistry in here. And Elias Pedersen's looking like a heart trophy candidate. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird to not have Connor McDavid in the running at the moment. It's weird. I, like, I mean, like I use his hurt now too, but like, yeah, McDavid's an afterthought heart trophy talk. Oh man. Very weird. Second line for the Canucks is JT Miller with Brock Bester and Phil DiGiuseppe. Uh, Pius Suter with Connor Garland and Dakota Joshua. Sam Lafferty, the Oiler killer with Anthony Beauvillier and Nils Hoglander. Nils Hoglander, also a bit of a sneaky Oilers killer as well. Um, but Liam, this is a Canucks team that they'll 
they'll run four lines on you. They have good high end skill. Like as much as I think they're due to take a step back, they're not a 110 point team like the pace they're playing at right now. They're still a very, very good competitive hockey club. Yeah, definitely. They've got, like you said, they've got a lot of firepower in that in that uh, forward group of theirs. And I mean, you look at it on paper and you probably don't think it's that deep, but they've actually been able to produce at a pretty good rate. And coming into the season, I think everyone was under the assumption this forward group would be pretty solid, but probably not as good as they are. So again, it's going to be a difficult night for the Oilers if they want to try and play defense tonight. They're going to have to do it very, very well against a, a promising forward group from the Canucks. Yeah, and on the blue line, they're led by Quinn Hughes, who I think is without a doubt the front runner for the Norris Trophy right now. He's been remarkable for the Canucks. He's actually like when they were in town. I hope a couple, he has the flu. Yeah, when they were in town a couple of weeks ago, watching him play, like I can't take my eyes off the dude on the ice. Like he's funny, marry him. I might, I might try if we run into him on the street. Might propose on the spot. Uh, that top pairing with Hughes and Philip Peronik. He says it's the best pairing in the NHL. I think that's a bit of a stretch. Um, cause it's definitely not, but it also is very damn good. The thing they do best is they skate and that's going to be the tough thing. For well, the would Oilers. you take him as your top pairing right now? Uh, yes, okay. I would. Carson Susie's back in the lineup. <laughs> oh boy. Perfect. Yeah. He's uh, on a pairing with Tyler Myers and then Ian Twin Cole. towers. Holy cow. That's a big, that's a big, that's a big defensive. Yeah. And then Ian Cole with Mark. Don't call me Elliot Friedman on the third pair. They are healthy. They're starting their number one goalie. Their forward group's good. They're deep. They've only allowed, let's check in on my game notes quickly, two five-on-five goals against in their last five games. So you still think, after we just went through their roster and how they're playing, you think they're fake news? I don't think they're fake news. I don't think they're a 110-point team, which is what they're pacing at. I think they're like a mid-90s, 98-point team. Hmm. You think the Canucks will hit 100 points? Well, they're not giving me a reason not to think it. It they look good. They've got every, if like you take away the names off that sheet, they've got a Vesna starting goaltender, a Norris caliber defenseman, and an MVP candidate up front. You put the names in, and it's like, oh, they're the Vancouver Canucks. It's like, well, they should be one of the best teams center. in the league. Like, they're, four, like, that's, they're, they're deep, man. Yeah, they're very deep. They're going to be a problem tonight. It, it's oh, not going to be an easy one. You look at this Canucks team, like I said, only two five on five goals against. In the last five games, that was an awkward voice crack. Um, I mentioned their shooting percentage, the numbers on that 13.49% at five on five. They're the league leader by a full 1.36% gap. So a lot of pucks are finding the back of the net. Granted, they've gotten to play the Oilers twice. That'll always help the old shooting percentage. <laughs> Austin San Jose, come get your cookies. Okay, so the Oilers are going to play the Sharks on Thursday. Oh man. Sharks still don't uh, have a win. Why there. are we doing this right now? Cause I'm already like, as you can tell a little bit downtrodden. Yeah. Okay. You know what? We can move on. We don't need to do the sharks thing here tonight or right now. Let's talk about the Oilers lines and wait. Exciting news. Everybody. No more orange jerseys. Aaron flash them up. There's going to be like a big, ah, Oh, and oh, hey, let's go. David on the top line with Leon Dreisaitl. All right, we'll lose by 100. Let's go. Yeah, the DFO <laughs> line error that's the spark. We thought the Heritage Classic was going to be the spark, it wasn't. No, nope. we thought Sam Gagne's return was going to be the spark, nope. it wasn't. Dailyfaceoff.com uses blue jerseys and Hamlin. Now. And James Hamlin's back. Talk about that in a second. Uh, top six, though, staying the same Nuge with Kane and Gagne. Third line is Holloway with McLeod and Fogel. Derek Ryan with James Hamblin and Raph Lavoie. Maybe Connor Brown ends up in the mix here at some point. I know Sam Gagne 
wasn't skating at practice. So I would say the fact they're calling up Hamblin probably means one of Gagne or Brown can't go tonight. Connor Brown almost played last game, which was a very confusing part of our pregame show, pregaming with Boardsy. We had about a 10-minute run where the Predators tweeted out Saros was starting. Uh-huh. And then they tweeted JK, <laughs> Kevin Lankin in starting. But I already told the listeners that UC Saros was starting. Oh boy. And then Jack tweeted Connor Brown's on the ice after I said Connor Brown's not playing. And then Rashog tweeted the game lines. And then Connor Brown got scratched. It was very confusing. Anyways, uh, James Hamblin up in the mix. Liam, you're our prospect boy. What can we expect out of James Hamblin tonight? Uh, probably a good, honest work ethic, which has been lacking from many of the bottom six, unless your name's Sam Gagne. So that'll that'll be nice to mix in there. It's uh, it's quite a shame, actually, when we have to call up players from Bakersfield to actually put in some effort on this team some nights. But Hamlin's had a pretty good start to the season, three goals in six games. He's I don't know if he's an, an NHL player, but he's definitely probably a quad A player, right? Like, he's a good player yeah. to kind of call up when you need he might be able to give you a little bit more than what Derek Ryan can bring in some nights, right? He's just going to have a little bit more energy because he's like 10 years younger. So he'll be fine tonight. I don't know if he's going to be anything crazy, though. He'll probably only play six minutes anyway. Huh. Three minutes. Yeah. Six six minutes. Minutes. Yeah. Although I will say, I saw a lot of people roasting uh, Dylan Holloway's minutes in the last game. Dylan Holloway was bad against Nashville. There was four or five moments in that game where I was just sitting there going, why did he do that? Why would you do that? Why did that puck go there? Um, he looked lost a lot against Nashville. So that was actually the first time where I kind of don't blame Woodcroft for stapling Holloway to the bench. He was the, or he was dead last on the team in minutes at just 631. They got caved when he was on the ice. Granted, almost everybody got caved when they were on the ice with the exception of like Derek Ryan and Warren Fogel. So still, um, yeah, the fourth line, not super optimistic that they're going to be able to bring you a lot. Um, I also got a chuckle after the Nashville game at people who were tweeting me and whatever saying, oh yeah, are you going to talk about how Lavoie wasn't the answer you thought he was? I mean, it's been one game. Come on. So maybe we should chill. I thought Lavoie looked good though, Liam. Yeah, he he looked good for the opportunities he was given. He's, I don't know. I think we'll see. I think the question is going to be when the lineup is eventually healthy, is it Lavoie or Holloway that stay in the team, right? Like, Holloway's not done anything really to keep himself in the lineup every night at the moment is due to injuries and lack of cap space, but maybe eventually that's what the decision comes down to, but it's also going to take Lavoie to get some consistency and show some offense in his game too. I mean, if Lavoie scores a point, it'd be more than Holloway at this point in the season. He's played two games. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, someone asked us, hey, why don't they split up McDavid and Drysaddle? I know there's also an idea. Maybe, Aaron, we could flash up the lines just so I got the visual here. The idea of going to what they're calling the spine and playing mm-hmm. McDavid, Drysaddle, and Nuge all on different lines. Listen, with the way things are going right now, I don't think anything should be off the table. No. And I, oh, it's just tough because you, you're you at a point right now where every game is so important. And I've always said that your best chance of winning a single game is with 97 and 29 together. Over the course of 82, I said, yes, you need to find times where you split them apart for long stretches and elevate everyone else in the lineup. But right now, like Jay Woodcroft's coaching for his life, which is also probably yeah. a mistake to have a lame duck head coach standing behind there, but he's coaching for his life. So yeah. I, I understand why he's doing it. They're this. playing 30 minutes tonight. They probably are. Yeah. They've been playing every night. Every night is 30 minutes of Dry Saddle and McDavid. Like, I don't know. It's, it's an argument we're going to have every show, and I don't think it's going to be. They just got to get it going. They don't, they don't have it going right now, but I just, I just don't like the fact that if they're not like, Absolutely buzzing. We don't have a sniff. KP says the list of people who deserve to be here is shorter than the list of duds of dudes that do. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair point as well. The, the give a shit meter has been painfully low it's for there. too many games this year, it's and it was the there. same thing against Nashville. I think part of it, like they deserved a better fate against Dallas, and maybe that just got into their psyche a little bit, where it's like, oh, okay, eventually we're just going to start getting lucky, and then they stopped working. The thing <laughs> is, as much as I have been hammering home the part mm-hmm. that the Oilers have been unlucky this year. If you don't work hard, you're not winning games. And if you don't work hard, mm-hmm. your luck's never going to turn around. Like being on the Schneid is a very bizarre place. And they're not putting in the effort to try to get off the Schneid, but uh, it's still a mental thing and it can weigh you down. So they just got to get a win. And then they go to San Jose next. Yep. Uh, Jake hopped in and said, and he corrected us, according to Tony Brar, they're doing Derek Ryan, McLeod, and Fogle as the third line, Holloway, Hamlin, Lavoie as the fourth line. Either two things are, are going to come of that fourth line. Either Jay Woodcroft is thinking today's a nine forward kind of game, and those three are going to play four <laughs> minutes. Condor connection, man. Or he's seeing That's something it. in them. He's coached most of them at the Bakersfield level. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think all three. Yeah, with the exception of Holloway. Holloway might have been after. Either way, he's coached a couple yeah. of them at the AHL level. Maybe he sees something in that trio and he's like, son of a bitch, let's try it. Yeah, that'd be the it's a good reason to give it a go. Like, if that line has any kind of chemistry at all, then why not throw it out there and, and see what he can do? Yeah. What was the third line again? Sorry, Ryan McLeod Ryan. and Fogel. Yeah, you got it. Interesting. Very interesting. Very. Oh, I'd expect the blender to be fired right up real early into this game. Yep. All right. D pairings are staying the same. Stuart Skinner is going to get the start. His first one since losing to the Dallas stars. If I had to make a prediction out of the next 10 games, I think Stuart Skinner starts eight or nine of them. 
Start I, them all, man. Yeah, they honestly, and that might be the thing too. They play so much hockey that it's tough, but like they don't have back to back tier for quite some time. You can ride Stuart Skinner for a good chunk of this next yeah. stretch. And I'm not worried about you can't you can't sit there and be like, oh, is he gonna tire out like he did last year? Like at this point, you want to make it to where you did last year. So yeah, there's no back to backs this month. Play Stuart Skinner the rest of November, right. as far as I'm concerned. Come on, Stu. Liam, you in or out? I'm all in. There's uh, not much Kevin else to with, say about it. Yeah. That's, uh, that's Kevin is in and says a culture of zero accountability is all on the coach. Bench lazy Leon when he blows a back check. This coaching staff is ran by the players and it should be the other way around. I agree. I totally agree. I'm really? sorry to cut you off that, Tyler. Yeah, no, Pascal Vincent, uh, like, I'm not saying these guys need to be benched every single time they make a mistake. Like, sometimes you just got to be like, hey, like, don't worry about it. Go on them next time. But there's just such a it's there's no accountability for some guys, but other guys like every time they make a mistake, they're out. Like Johnny Gaudreau got benched the other day in Columbus, and I know he's not having a great season, but it's like it shouldn't matter what name is on the back of the jersey. It matters on the, about the logo on the front. And at the end of the day, if someone's not pulling their weight, they deserve to sit on the bench for a couple of shifts and see if the next guy can do it. Because then that's going to prove that you actually have a team mentality and not an individual mentality. Holland says every player should get 15 minutes of ice time. I mean, oh, no, no, this isn't a <laughs> no, no, no. team. Like your ice time's <laughs> got to be earned. And I do agree with that hundred percent. I just, I understand when they're down by one, why he keeps rolling to the guys with offensive upside. Like you talked about Minnesota, Liam, in that game. I mean, when you're losing by two, who gives you a better chance of coming back in that cool. game? Philip Broberg or Evan Bouchard? It's Bouchard, man. It, it is. It's totally Bouchard. And I, I understand that side of it too, but you can fill in Darnell Nurse as well. Like he's had some uh, offensive seasons as well. Like Philip Broberg arguably was his best defenseman that night and played the fewest amount of minutes. It's just like sometimes you just got to go to hot guys. And it's like that game too. Like uh, Warren Fogel had two goals and was, I think it was him and Evander came with the only guys who were really going. And Warren Fogel, the only forwards that played fewer minutes than him, Adam Ernie and Derek Ryan. Like it's just stuff like that. It's like, why are you not paying attention to what is happening to your team in that moment? And some players just deserve to play a little bit more some games. Yeah. And and I think Eric is someone in the chat who agrees with you, Liam. He says it sets a shit example for someone like Holloway that gets buried on the bench for the same mistake Leon's made over and over and over again. And yeah, sure. Daki says the obvious answer is always Yanmark. Sure. It doesn't even matter the question anymore. <laughs> the answer is just always Yanmark. Yanmark's been fine. He's always fine. You know what you get with Yanmark. Yeah. Yeah, it hasn't been a problem, really. Oh. Ever. Um, all right, let's continue along and get to our betting segment for the day brought to you by Betway 19 Plus. Please play responsibly as we flash up the board for our betting challenge. I can't imagine anyone's in the positives after the last week. I am all oh, Liam. Look at you just just holding on, hey, just biting it up half a unit. Warren Fogel is guiding me to victory. What do you got That's today? I'm, you like? I'm going with Daryl. Daryl over two and a half shots plus 140. He's hitting him back to back games. So I got a feeling he was going to shoot a lot tonight. They put up 40 last time they played uh, Vancouver. So maybe I'll do it again. Oilers money line. McDavid two plus points at plus 200 is my bet. They will win. McDavid will have a breakout game. And while I'll be sitting here up one unit by the end of the evening, I like this bet. I think I think 97 is due for one. I, I really like that bet. And I wanted to tell you on it. But at the end of the day, it's about manifesting what we really need. And it's just a W. I don't care how we get it. Mm-hmm. 
Oilers money line. It's not sexy. It's paying what? 1.9. You're trying to send a message to the players here. You're like, you know what? Enough with the fancy crap. Yeah. Go I'm there. sending the message. Win. Just a win. Just win the goddamn game. Yeah. No, not, not just for yourselves, but for all of us. Cause this has been a very shitty six weeks. Like terrible. Yeah. It's been it's largely miserable. It's been below mid. What's below mid? Uh, there's a word. Teach me the words. It. There's a word for it. Um, Bad. No, yeah, there's okay. like hip, there's a hip slang term that people will use for below mid. Um, I don't know. I don't. I can't. I'm I slipping here. So right just now. win. This is a we're we've, we're zero and two on the yeah. uh, on the season against these guys. They've embarrassed us. Yep. And let's just like let's just show that we care and put it in an effort. Yep. And win the game. Shout out to Betway nineteen plus play responsibly. I'm surprised the Oilers and the Canucks. I mean, I'm surprised like, because if you would have told me six weeks ago, I wouldn't have believed you, but. The fact that this game's basically a pick'em is somewhat stunning. I know. I feel like we should juice your odds. I feel like, like I've gone through enough pain that I should yeah. get a little bit more juice. That way should be rewarding us. They should be like, you know what? We still feel sorry for you. Yeah. But they have a sports book to operate. The they got rules and yeah. actuaries that are formulating these odds. So that's what they say. And I will bet it. Uh, let's get to mm-hmm. the menu for the rest of tonight in the sporting world. It's delivered by DoorDash, where for a limited time, our Canadian listeners can get 15% off, or sorry, 25% off and zero delivery fees Even on their better. first order of $15 or more when they download DoorDash app <clears throat> and use the promo code NATION25. I hope the Oilers execute better than I just executed that tonight. That was ugly. Anyways, uh, the menu tonight, Monday night football in the NFL is a decent little... It's like a partial appetizer. You'll be able to watch the first quarter before the Oilers. What is it? Jets. Chargers. Jets. Chargers. Why do you go Chargers? Chargers. I don't know. Um, Jets. Chargers. And then in the NHL tonight, it's actually a somewhat decent slate, but my phone isn't loading. So, Liam, what's your favorite matchup of the night? Um, Probably... Probably the football game, to be honest. Uh, Oh, jeez. Liam, don't. Let's see what we got here. So it's Columbus, Florida, Tampa Bay, Toronto. That'll be good. Ooh, oh, Boston, good Dallas, Boston, Dallas. Outside of Edmonton, uh, that's probably what I watched before the game. Tampa, Boston, Toronto. Dallas. That's going to scream over. I think it's going over because Toronto is also a tire fire right now, which kind of makes me but no, feel they, okay. But no, I'm going to push back on the idea that Toronto's a tire fire because I just think they're bored over there. Like the Leafs are five, four, and one or whatever. Like they're off. They lost four in a row. Or something like that. Let's have a look. Uh, with some OT losses in there, yeah. maybe they're five, four, and two. They're one point back of Tampa Bay. Must they're nice. making up this whole like, ah, oh, the players aren't fighting for each other. Why did we sign Ryan Reeves? I just think everyone's bored. I think they're bored with regular season hockey in Toronto, and they're making up controversies. Well, we went into this season being bored of regular season hockey and just saying, well, we'll no punch our ticket to playoffs, and that's where it all begins. I, now we are on life support. <laughs> I had some sort of a line, I think, in one of our first shows of the season, Liam, where I said, if this season's not boring, then something's gone terribly wrong. Yes, you did. Damn, something went terribly wrong. You're right. I was sadly right. Freezing cold take. Yeah, that was bad. Um, bad. Something else on the menu tonight, Tyler, is we're doing a watch along on the Oilers Nation YouTube uh, tonight's game obviously against the Canucks so Aaron and I will both be there I think BM will be there was a bunch of people at the office so that'll start right around 8-ish right after pre-gaming so we're going to be oh man what a loaded day for content this show wraps up Gregor's on the YouTube from 2 to 6 new episode of uh, the Real Life Podcast after that 
Pre-gaming goes from 7 till 8. Oilers game with a watch-along on the Oilers Nation at YouTube. That one no. goes right at puck drop, right? You guys will get going? Just don't leave the page. Stay on. Yeah, right around puck drop, we'll, we'll kick her off and we'll go right till the end of the game and then right into after dark, which I think is me and Aaron and maybe some other people. We'll see. <laughs> Just some other people. Yeah, we'll mix it. Well, you know what? Way. We're in enemy territory and Tyler and I are going to go corrupt the folks at Canucks Conversation on their show and mm-hmm. be a little bit more positive about our team than we were on this show and try to show them what's up. Uh, Christopher Palmer says, who's doing real life? Uh, we still got Wanye, BM, and Chalmers back at the back at the main. Yeah, it'll be the trio, the three horsemen. Yeah, so less structure because I'm not there. <laughs> More chaos, probably what people want out of an episode. Yeah, of real well, life. Chalmers owes us a keep it 100 from last he week. Does so he does. those sometimes <laughs> take 45 minutes in themselves to mm-hmm. get through. So that would be your episode of real life. Last week, if you missed your opportunity to get in on the daily face-off survivor mm. game presented by Wendy's, I have good news for you. The game resets every Monday. I'm back it's in. It's a new week. I'm back in. Liam's back in. Jay's back in. Aaron's back in. Frank Saravalli's back in. Everybody's back into the mix on the Daily Faceoff Survivor game. Let's flash up our options for tonight. Leafs to win. Lightning to win. Matt Kachuk point. Austin Matthews goal. My favorite one, David Pasternak over two and a half shots. That's the one I took. He's hit it in 10 out of 11 mm. games. So I'm going with Pasta over two and a half. Liam, what do you like? I went Dallas over 25 and a half shots. They're averaging around 31, I think. And the Boston Bruins are averaging 32 against. So I like that one. I don't know. Math checks out. Connor McDavid. Aaron, is this you telling us what your pick is? Uh, Connor McDavid over half a point here? If Aaron was there, he'd say yes. Yeah. I forgot he's not doing it. I forgot we're not in, I forgot, I forgot we're not in the studio. So I can't like just throw to Aaron whenever I want to, but. Yes, Aaron believes in Connor McDavid getting one point. You can make your pick over at dailyfaceoff.com. Sign up for the Wendy's game. Food prizes every week. Mm. $5,000 cash prize at the end of the year. And you know what? Maybe tonight for dinner, you go to Wendy's, you get the all-new barbecue bacon cheeseburger, crunchy onion, sweet barbecue sauce, cheese, melting, melting over the fresh never frozen Canadian beef. Oh, I love their patties. Mm. Good burgers. Mm. I need lunch really bad. I know. I am starving. I am so hungry. Tyler and I have been up since... Uh, my alarm went off at 4.15. Oh, I got up at 5. Because you're closer to the airport. Yeah. yeah. Um, tomorrow's show. Okay, actually, we have a little bit of housekeeping to take care of before the end of the show. Um, tomorrow's show is going to start at 12.30. 30 minutes late because I'm flying back from Vancouver. I'll dart straight to the office, though. Myself, Liam, will break down tonight's game against the Canucks. We'll have a good time, but it's going to start 30 minutes late. So apologies for that. Also, if you're looking for some more content in the meantime... Frank Saravalli on the latest episode of Frankly Speaking had former Oilers Zach Cassian on recently announced his retirement. Joined Frank to talk about a whole bunch of stuff, but there's one clip I wanted to play Cassian talking about the expectations of big contracts. It's fascinating to me how everyone really as a fan now views players specifically through the lens of what their cap hit is. It's like, hey, this guy's either bringing a lot of value or this guy is overpaid. How tough is that to wear sometimes when you're you're that guy that, hey, no one's going to begrudge you for getting the payday. You earned it. You had some really impressive seasons to start with the Oilers and you get that deal. But then to kind of live up to that, there's a lot of pressure that comes with it, too. Definitely. And I think that's one thing a lot of fans don't realize, but uh, they have full on right the ability to think what they want. They pay the tickets. They they go to the games. They make this game possible. But 
players take that very personally as well. Uh, obviously, players want to play good. Players want to do what they can to help the team win. And I think fans don't realize how much the players actually truly care. It's just not, we're not just kicking our feet up and and uh, sailing off into the sunset. Obviously, there's injuries that happen, things that happen throughout the year that, that put players back. And I think that was uh, kind of what happened with me and Edmonton, a couple serious injuries back to back. And uh, I just couldn't get my ground. And um, it was always tough, always tough, especially, like I said, I love playing in Edmonton. I love the guys there. But uh, like a good friend once told me, it's better to be overpaid than underpaid. So <laughs> that that gets you sleep at night at least. But uh, ultimately, I would have liked to live up to the contract a little more than than I did for sure. Uh, the one guy on that clip, Frank Saravalli, he'll be on the show Wednesday. And should I tease that maybe on Thursday, the other guy from that clip might be joining Oilers Nation every day? No way. Ah, maybe you might just need to tune in on Thursday's show. Um, and we, we might have a conversation with him. Frank's on Wednesday, though. Tomorrow's show is going to start at 1230 and we'll break down an Oilers win. Please, oh, please, please. We want to break down please. an Oilers win so bad. Oh, Jay and I are at the game tonight. We're going to go invade enemy territory. Yeah, we're going. What jersey did you bring? I brought Ekholm. I thought the vibe weren't good. Oh, but the Heritage Classic. Heritage Classic the brought it. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what jersey you wore in the last six weeks. Yeah. It's not the jersey's fault. I've never determined that. It's not the jersey's fault. Liam's going to be live with a watch along on the Nation Network at YouTube. So make sure you tune in there and watch what is hopefully an electric night. Um, a big, big shout out to our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant for another fantastic Sherwood Ford Giant game day edition of the show. Sherwood Power Sports and Marine Finning Cat. For the YouTube chat, oh, oh. Finney Canada hey. is your local dealer for cat equipment. Built the handle work in Western Canada for heavy equipment for the job site. Visit the cat rental store, finning.com to find a location near you. Star Mechanical Sports Closet for letting us take the sports closet studio on the road. Alberta Blue Cross and their fantastic travel insurance. Trip to Arizona, everybody. Trip. We're going on a trip to Arizona and there just so happens to also be a hockey game. Arizona first. <laughs> Just happens to be hockey at the same time. A very unique hockey experience as well. Yes. Yes. But we're going to Arizona to have a good time and also maybe going to a hockey game. I know the Oilers might have you feeling down in the dumps, but one, this trip is going to start moving right away Two, even if the Oilers are down in the dumps, it's a chance to go to Arizona and be in the warmth for a long weekend. I know that in itself it's going to be great. good. No, uh, no, I, I kid, I yeah. kid. No, it's going to be fun in the desert. It's going to be hot. We're going to the Muller arena. We're sitting in the den which, you know, is the fun zone, which happens to be yeah. the Oilers attack twice zone. So we're in it to win it. Are you seeing the racks of meat they have I know. At the, on the counter here at Greta in Vancouver? I know. I, I need know. to get some food in me. Uh, Liam, enjoy the watch along tonight. Oh, before we go, I check us you. out at 2 p.m. on Canucks Combo when Tyler and I go and try to absolutely ruin it. Yeah, let's try to get a bunch of as many Oilers fans as we can. Get in the chat in trash them. Combo. We're coming in hot. We're going to try to manifest this win. We all got to play a part here. All right. Thanks to Greta for having us. Thanks to everybody who was in the YouTube chat. You guys were awesome tonight. Giddy up. Let's go Oilers. We'll talk again tomorrow at 1230. Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com.